I've been led to pray. So I've been praying, Mina, but it's not enough to pray alone. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying it's not enough. It's, it's a ministry. It's to pray for other people. Uh, so there is a spirit in the atmosphere. It's a stress. There's a spirit, say, the devil is just destroying our hope. Uh, and and, and uh, he's making sure that, remember the Bible says there will be distress of times. So now, when the, the, the affairs of this life or when the, the money issues, the marriage issues, the social life, secular work issues, the hopes of your future are, are vivid. You just don't know where you're going. Uh, also, your, 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 your Christian life will be destroyed. God, uh, he, he had to set up a civilization for Israel. When they came out of, of Egypt, they worked for a civilization. They fought wars to establish a civilization. And God made sure that they are settled. And then he, he, he was ready to bless them spiritually. So, so when some people are not orderly, ambulance when people are not orderly in the human life, the devil has got a big portion there. He will destroy those people. So now in the line of anointing, I usually, because I was called by a commission to take the message to in the country, I usually take for granted these other ministries like uh, the human affairs ministries. But the Holy Spirit prays to me that I have to pray or, or, because there's nothing that will ever happen unless there's anointing there, you know. So okay, this is just an opportunity to share my faith and the favor I have from God and, and the angel that goes with me in the ministry. If, if you, you, we can just you as well, maybe you're struggling, uh, you can find uh, that joint venture or uh, the faith and, and, and now your things be fixed. So the prayer is about that. Prayer is about uh, the, 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 just the, the four dimension issues. Health, wealth, honor, riches, you know, establishment in life. Uh, so I'm calling upon everyone here to have faith tonight. We're going to have a little bit of a chat uh, the word of God before we pray because prayer uh, without the word is just not having much motivation. So I want us to go to the Bible and so that's going to read for us uh, just to teach what faith whatever it is about just for 15 minutes or so. It's not going to be long because we are here to pray but I, I'm here to assure you Carry your faith, keep your faith uh, as a strong arm and make sure you don't lose your faith. And I'm here to teach you what is your faith. Um, uh, we are just read. Uh, 
Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 to 9. Zosa. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 to 9. I hope Ukon. Yes, read. Yes. By 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 grace are you saved through faith. And that's just the gift of God. By grace. Grace means you just don't deserve it. Merit. Don't ever. So by that grace, you are saved. But true faith. And that all thing, grace, salvation by faith, is a gift. And God, no matter what he wants to do to you, if you don't have faith, you can have all grace in the world and you can die of poverty and die of sickness and die of, of problems and curses with all the grace you might have. You might be the holiest of them all, the most honest of them all, the most righteous of them all. But if you don't have faith for the grace is there but it's inherited through faith and now faith must be there and now most people they struggle because they think things should happen automatically because they are believers you read the book of Joshua in your spare time you'll find that Israel had to fight for every inch of the ground and that's a picture of our faith we fight for every step of our ways we fight if there's witchcraft we apply faith if there's poverty there's riches problems we apply faith so today I just want to make it slogan city what is to believe because most of the time we get so complicated and and we lose either we get extreme spiritual or extreme theological or, 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 or extreme in revelations and we lose just the basics of the content of our belief. Now, what is to believe? Because most people, they will tell you something has to be revealed, but a revelation, it's just an assurance of, of what you have already concluded in your mind. That's a revelation. It's like you have a revelation uh, that the Bible say a woman must not, I suffer not a woman to preach. And then that verse, you see the women preaching all over the world and you see God using them and they are anointed and they run churches, they transform lives. And then in your mind as a human being, it doesn't make sense. How can God say they must not preach, but they are preach men? And then the Holy Spirit will bring into a conviction something like a holy anger that just forces that thing in your heart that says, 
these people are wrong. No matter what they are doing, this is right. So that's a revelation. A revelation is that enlightenment that enforces what is just there common with the common sense basic. It's not something else. So a revelation, it makes you abide on what you have concluded on. So now we have to conclude our belief on what is written in the Bible. And we have to agree with what is written in the Bible. If the Bible says we will be poor all our lives, and we believe that, then we are on the right faith. If the Bible says anything about your healing or about your life, now the Bible says, seek you first the kingdom of God, and all these other things shall be added unto you. And the Bible also says, how much we pray, wish that we can prosper and be in good health. And Bible says we must conquer all things. We must overcome all things. And Bible says pray about everything. So the spirit of the devil that sends sicknesses and demons to terrorize our lives. The devil wants to terrorize lives. A person, I was listening to a celebrity here who was famous in, the, in our day and he, he, he got so rich and he entered drugs and he was so destroyed to nothing. And he was, he's the old time now, he's talking there. He's talking about these drugs, when you start them, it's like so fun. But they get you into a place where you're possessed by a spirit where you, you can live alone, sometimes sleep in the street, sometimes forget for three days you're sleeping, it's just a havoc. He says, uh, so uh, when that spirit comes to you, when that drug takes over, it will destroy your marriage, it will destroy your financial life, it will ruin you. So you can see that when Umuntu, when once anyone, it can be a preacher, it can be a, a whatever, once a person starts drinking, you will end up drinking heavily, you will end up spending the money that was supposed to be for children or for marriage or for whatever in alcohol and you'll get wrong people there wrong friends and you'll get uh you'll end up being maybe uh taking somebody's wife or in in the clubs there you know so his life will be destroyed financially meritally any other way, maybe you'll end up being killed there by jointing, but you'll end up losing the job, his performance will drop. Now you ask yourself, he was just drinking, it was just stress, and, but the demon was lying to him that the aim was to destroy the person. So everyone who, who today, if you can start to womanize, you start to sleep around, the devil will say, you're enjoying life. But you start to have children there that are not budgeted for, that are going to grow separated from their father or their mother, and you start to have gonna issues. And, and you, if you are not married, you so shut up soon now you have children to run around and stuff. So sin, as it is called sin, is a destruction of human life. You can see where sin is at. There's going to be destruction. Say whether the health destructions, 
or there is going to be unhappiness. Because sin is an invasion of evil spirits. Evil spirits don't invade your life until they sin there. So sin, once evil spirits invade you, they are given one instruction to destroy that life. And when they destroy that life, that person becomes ruined. Now he becomes ruined on just basic elements of life. Just schooling, uh, you know what I mean, like he, he gave, gets poverty. I was just listening to the interviews of this hit man. Let's garbage full in case at any who are killing people. They, they are, they, they, some celebrities do interview them on YouTube there and they hide their face. All of them, they come from homes where the father will have 20 kids and have 15 wives and he's working in Jobic mines. He's earning something less than even 10,000. He's having about people of 40 members in his family and he's leaving them in a rural, scattered area there in, in, in Guazulu Natal and they are, they are born with not even shoes. They are ashamed at school. They are so poor. And what do they do? They change their lives to crime. They start to get a taxi rank and then they, they start to be hit men. It's just a, 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 a ruined life. Now, Uklupega distresses poverty, misery. A church, where you come into a church where there's Uklupega, there's misery, there's shame, those people will be destroyed because there is something a ruin in their life. As I told you that if it's sin that brings ruin, it always brings the same ruin. It always destroys finances. It always destroys life, finances and things and marriages. So you must never as a Christian uh, overlook or undermine when things in your life are not okay. Because it simply means the devil is working somewhere in your life. He might not be working in your uh, morals. He might not be working in your doctrine. But he might be working in these human affairs. And not preaching this prosperity gospel thing that everybody has to be rich. There's a miracle with your name on it. No, no, no. But under God's provision, God is concerned about every sector of your life. When people come to a crusade, they come to be prayed, prayed curses, prayed for. Others, we prayed for them to get jobs. Others, it's, because I'm a demon, they work in all those things. So, okay, the topic, and I'm going to do what is to believe. To believe is just to make your mind about something. Simple. To believe is to make your mind about something. You have to after after you've been stressed by life, after you've been ruined by the devil, after you've been abused by anyone, you have to make your mind about something. That's why uh, I mean like God will always ask people in the Bible if they believe. Because belief is to make your mind that 
I cannot live like this and I am coming out of this life. I don't care what level life the devil has put you in. No matter it's lack of education, no matter it's lack of uh, funds, no matter it's background problems, no matter it's curses, no matter it's self-made mistakes, but I'm telling you today, you can make your mind that you are not going to live like this. And that has, is to believe. That's where faith starts, is to say, I'm not going to live like this. This is no life. You know, in the Bible, you'll find people who are protesting on situations. Usually, we take a job as somebody wants. You know, he got strong faith and this guy, uh, he could linger for long in trouble. But job, immediately when these things were taken away from him, when the cows and the cattle and the children, when those things were taken away from him, Job started to curse the day his mother conceived him. Now, a spiritual Christian would say, oh, he was supposed to say, no, glory to God, I'm strong. No, he knew that if the devil has been given access to his, to his personal things, then because these personal things are evidence that God answers prayer. They're not a decoration. So now he cursed the day of his birth. Now speaking about it, someone we think he was strong. He, uh, he didn't accept it. He didn't accept it. To him, what happened was so equivalent. And when are you going to come to that thinking in your life about your situations? When are you going to come to thinking that this cannot be life? If I have to live like this, I'll pray until I die. I will never rest. If God is going to keep me like this, then I'll be in the lousiest. I don't have a life. And this is not a life. That's where belief starts. That this has to stand. A person... Who, who's not fed up of a certain thing that's destroying their life will never amount to anything. So, before this, anything happen, before what we call faith starts, you have to make your mind. Now, as we're going to be praying for these three days, we're going to be having an exhortation for three days. Make your mind about something. Don't try to spiritualize issues. Don't try to spiritualize God. You know, Christians, most of the time when they're in trouble, they start to make stupid promises to God. God does not need your promises. God is ever wealthy. He's ever sufficient. You must not treat God as if God is this stingy person whom you have to come with this bill of promises. We cannot keep promises. We, me and every time I ask something from God, I don't promise him nothing. I don't say, God, give me money. I will take care of the poor. No, I don't say that. Because God knows my, my, what I am. He knows if he has given me ability to give to the poor or not. 
Why must I promise him a lie? So I just say, uh, uh, I, I just cannot live like this. And, 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 he knows because I'm his child. So stop treating God as if he's stingy. God is only waiting for you to make your mind concerning something. It has to be your distress. It has to take you to prayer every day. It has to, you know, when I have a problem, when I have a problem, when I need finances, I'm not very good in begging for money from people. I wish I, I, I didn't have to, if it's God who forced me to deal with people because he, 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 this thing of call a ministry, you know, a ministry is like a gift God has provided for, for the world. Now, he, he throws that gift and so all these people have to connect to that gift to get breakthroughs now. So now if you are selfish as a preacher and you say, I don't want nobody's help, you are being selfish with the gift and the gift is not yourself for you. So that's what God forced me to take tithes out of people and money. Every time when I'm trying to do something and I don't take money from people, God doesn't make it succeed because when you are a Levite, when you are uh, a priest, you are living for people. So when people do things to you, God gets a chance to bless them. So that's the only reason I, I, I came down to people. So it, it, it's every time when there's a challenge, uh, I just fast and, and just tell God um, nothing is going to happen. Uh, you have to fix this. And I'm not doing anything. This is going to be fixed. And miracles always happen. So I'm here to give you that. Allah stop complaining stop treating yourself as a victim as if we victim or oh, the devil has done this to you you are not a victim and you are not special God is not going to send an angel to you you just have to have faith and faith starts by you deciding you must decide which no matter it takes me overseas no matter it takes me wherever I will get deliverance from this and this my life is going to move on. Because as long as that heavy burden of distress, of uncertainty, of unhappiness is over your life, you are already under the authority of a demon and that demon is already harassing you. You are already under harassment. And as you are already under harassment, you are already developing other uh, familiar spirits that are not okay. You are already like distressed uh, or whatever, lonely, all these other things that are going to attract demons are already working from you because you're already having a harassing spirit over you. So, so it's not right. All demon possession starts there. So you should refuse this. You understand your mind. You have a solution. You don't have a solution. You are plagues listed. You're not plagues listed. You have to refuse this. And you have to tell God that whatever sacrifice he needs, no matter what, because what are sacrifices for? Sacrifices are for releasing a wrong energy that you have. Remember, we come from different backgrounds. We come from different families. Some people are raised by single parents. Some, they come from families where there's a certain generational case in that family of Umona or, or there's the, 
we are saved, but we come without deformities. Our spirits get deliverance gradually. Now, you find that you have, you are coming from that family where there is in your spirit something that is reserved. You know, a certain negative energy in there because of your upbringing. So, that spirit you have to vomit out. You have to take your money or something with tender, something of value, and take it to God, and take it to the ministry, or and take it to the uh, to the poor, whatever. Why are you doing that? You are fixing that spirit that's in you, because they, you have to to lose selfishness in your spirit. So this thing does not happen like supernaturally. You have to do something. You have to do something that you know that you have released that uh, uh, that tension of your upbringing. Uh, that you are you are you have to release it and be selfless. And and, and that's the only reason why people do sacrifices. It's not it's not because God He wants you to put. Five uh, percent, then God is going to multiply. No, God can bless you and keep on God can bless you, having done nothing. But if there is a spirit of stinginess in your bloodline, there is a spirit of certain cruelty. You are uboshiwe. You were uboshiwe. And remember, there is many things we say. This is You know. Someone will have a car, and someone will have a house, and you'll say, I sang now, and now I'm clubbing. In the Doma Kama, you have already limited your faith. You have, you have limited your happiness on this thing that you entered. So, you need a sacrifice. You need to work yourself out of that territory that's limited. And there's many ways. So, we being spiritual people, like we don't slaughter cows for Amatlos. We go to church when we do sacrifices, like they put in Mali and Yawin's Kapita or things like that. We do those things because we, you have to release that thing. Remember the Bible, there's a took there's a couple that died because while in church money were being collected, spirit of their upbringing, whatever demon that stayed in their family, came out. They it came out. And they started to, to speak against the Holy Spirit. They started to, to uh, like, have you ever heard about Zalwani who are uh, and, 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 and they, they sit, them, sit down with his wife where they said, we can't see that up. That spirit stays in that house. It's there to, to make them uh, uh, selfish and never rise above and be a blessing. So, okay, that's, that's the reason why so okay, after you've made a decision, you must have something that says whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. If there's something in my bloodline and God's going to reveal it, I'll do whatever it takes to break forth. So why other people give big things? It's not because they give big things God is impressed. The more they give big things, they alter this, their lives they alter their sacrifices and something changes in them. 
Remember, faith is a substance. It's something that you have done. So, if you don't have faith uh, inside you, you have to do something to alter your way of life. Like, uh, I remember there was a Christian who was uh, who saved money to buy, uh, to, to relocate and buy a house in an expensive area. Now, he, uh, there was an issue uh, in the crusades where certain money was needed. And this Mzale took all that money to the crusade. And from that day, every time when he asked something from God, God would just give him. Sometimes God would give him before. Not because of, of that money, because of the attitude inside of him. He has emptied himself of his any self-will. So, uh, he, he, he just knows that God is going to answer him. Not because he paid him. He just changed it. Because he sacrificed a portion of his life and, and he delayed his life. So, something has changed. So, they don't get blessed because nothing has changed in them. They are just theoretical. They are spiritual. That nothing has changed. I used to tell the youth here, even in church, that you must just come serve, clean the church, Go to pastor's wife, cut the grass, clean the pool, go forcing people's wife. Sometimes you go to that couple's house where a young sister in church, say every Saturday I'll come to ironing for you. Those things is because you don't have money now. You are changing that spirit inside of you. You're creating a tangible thing that's going to be a personified faith in you that you are like this. So as long as you don't have that, uh, that I uh, I am a blessing. I am this. It's very difficult to create faith in you. You're always gonna rely on the emotional faith, uh, where we have to make a lot of noise, and there's nothing. Or sometimes, oh, pastor can have paid for you, or anointed person, or but you never have a faith that comes from you because you have never fought battles yourself. So again, okay, read another verse. So again. Okay, um, Okay, Genesis chapter 1, you find a verse that says the Spirit of God was hovering uh, amongst the waters. Uh, read here, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. We're going to start to pray now um, 10. So we're going to divide 10 into 3 and we pray to these two hours. Uh, uh, read 1 Corinthians 12, 13. Yes. Whether we be born or free, or have been all made to drink into one spirit. So, faith starts the bridge between what we have decided. And um, to faith is one spirit. The spirit of God is going to look at what is in your heart. And if it is the word of God, then the spirit of God will, 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 will put that spiritual bridge called faith. So okay, by one spirit, 
we get to be baptized by one spirit. We get to be now, belong, or start, a relationship starts. Something starts to move in you and you start. So it starts by you making a decision that this is not going to continue. And I'm promising you, you will never have faith unless you decide on that. So God waits upon you. Would I won't live like this. Then the spirit of God will take over. By one spirit, then uh, the Holy Spirit will come and perform healing or perform anything or show you visions. Or When you read in Hebrews chapter 11, from verse 34 down, uh, you find that all those people Others didn't have children, and they lived in an environment where it could be understood that once in a while there's someone who's barren. It's no big thing, but they refused. There is something that was so much of a shame to them in that regard. Other people, other people can live without children, and nothing wrong with that. But to someone, it's too much something that. I cannot live like this. Then he has to decide that me, barren or no barren, I will have children. If it takes my lifetime, if God is going to want my firstborn to be given to him, whatever is going to happen, I will have children. And I will bother him until he gives. Today I want to focus on people that there are things that God did not plan for you. And he has to your faith your faith has to be the one if you are comfortable living the life you live you are saved, you are Holy Ghost filled living holy life, that's enough God is happy with you and he will never bother you you will never see God bothering you about Indos Alupira he will never bother you about those things because he, he knows we are different you know, I, I can stay in one room and put my DSTV there and be happy for the rest of my life. So why would God come to me and tell me I have to build a triple story? I don't want it. So somebody else wants a triple story. Uh, uh, that person has to develop faith for that. Like sicknesses. Other Christians can live with certain sicknesses and certain things. They don't mind. Someone else, it's impossible. So God won't bother us on those things because uh, it's uh, uh, our faith. So again, I'm trying, I want you to pray. The first part of prayer will be Thanksgiving. Just spend the whole hour thanking God about even things that's painful in your life. Thanking God about each and everything. Stupid things. The things that you have shoes, that you have got a meal at night, you have got a wife, whatever you have. And turn around, thank him for bad things that have happened in your life. And, and, and always put yourself as a fault of those things. Thank God I divorced. Uh, it, I was my fault. Thank God uh, I, 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 you, you were with me in a, in a, you know, I got broke. Thank God. And thank him for the, why do you thank him for those things? You are releasing a spirit of complaint. Remember, God is a spirit. 
Before God speaks to you, if he, he can sometimes he come, he find a spirit complaining. Because every day, as you you carry develop a complaining spirit. So he has to that spirit defense pull me. So okay, by Thanksgiving. So you thank God for everything. I mean everything. If you grow up in a poor family, thank God for that. So you thank him for the good things and make sure you just basic things. Not be complicated. Thank him for the child. Thank him for that you never be in an accident. Thank God that you're not crippled. Thank God of those things. Thank God you can speak, you can talk in here. So okay, you devil you, you do those things heartedly. After thanking God, God will reveal to you your shortcomings, things that are sins or are habits or are just things. Short temper, all those things, or selfish, whatever you are. Then you repent. You really repent. You look so deep in your life and you repent. You really repent. You really tell what you are. After you've done that portion, you must be a person who is also worthless that you see that you, you really are the worst person on earth. If you didn't come to that level, you didn't repent. You have, the Holy Spirit has to arrive to a place where you are so wrong that you are ashamed of yourself. Then after you've confessed that everything, then the Holy Spirit will lead you now to pray for people that are your enemies, the people that have abused you, whatever that what but the, the the people that are complaining about you, the people that are fighting your gospel thing, and as you pray for those people, automatically you will receive faith for your things. You'll just receive faith for your things. Then you'll thank God uh, that you have already received those things. You'll just thank Him uh, because uh, so again you usubesubonganji. For, for, you'll have those things in your heart, but because you have emptied yourself so much, and by spirit of the souls born, then you can make promises if you want to make promises. But the uh, important thing you'll be asking if you're asking, but usually when you get to that time, faith is so assured that you don't even ask, you just thank God that they've received it. He has helped you. So, okay, let's go to prayer. We're gonna have Wabutumsan. Starting praying, I hope Usakon. Usually, there's load shedding in the wind, and uh, you find Umzalan is here and Umzalan is not here no more. Uh, so, but if he's gonna be um, pray first, and uh, we all of us will be uh, praying loud, quietly, whatever the way. Uh, or according to environment, but uh, it's, it's it's you must pray all your heart, kulume, loud, because um, uh, you 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 need uh, you you need um, the breakthrough. So okay, he's gonna pray. I wanna. Divide. I want to see his cutters or standards. Calculate. 
divided okay so we we're going to have bobo to msani um Okay, I think it's gonna be it's forty minutes. I believe it's forty minutes, yeah. Uzo is gonna pray forty minutes, then uh yeah, forty minutes. After that forty minutes, then Babunova prays another forty minutes. So you'll calculate it up okay. I think Jagu ten months to Msan is gonna Uzo ten forty. Then start working over another 40 minutes because that's going to be two hours to 12. Pray all your heart out. Cry to God. Um, this is your chance. I will be praying also. Uh, and then I'll pray for everyone. Uh, okay. Heavenly Father, I'm handing over and going to you now. Jesus' name. Be with us and be dominant. Um, Cindy's Winkos Yamakos, Siabonga Baba. 